Who's Tom and Dick? With your hosts, Martin Weavers and Patrick Mortimer. How are you doing, Martin? Good morning. I'm doing fine. Yeah. You know, howdy today. No, no, I forgot the howdy. <laughs> anyway, I've come round your house today and I'm very disappointed. Because I haven't got my Christmas tree up. No decorations. And you were telling me you were going to put that up and that's the 22nd of December. That's What's only, happening? That's only in this room. Oh, is it? There oh, might right. be in the other. You haven't been in the other rooms. Oh, I haven't been in there yet, no. <laughs> They're the ones with all the decorations in. What have you been up to then this week? Uh, not a lot. I've, uh, I've been uh, meeting up with uh, my, my old band members and uh, you know, getting together with them yeah. and uh, having a bit of fun with them. And... Uh, yeah, all things like that. What, what, what about you? I think you've been uh, somewhere. I've been to the doctors again. Yeah. Um, and had an ECG. And what, ha- and what are the results with this? Um, well, this time they tell me um, I've got a major bradycardia. Oh, wow. It's easy for you to say. It is. Um, <laughs> which is apparently a slow heart rate. Right. Um, so I've got to see a specialist later on next week. So I'll fill you in on all that next week or a week okay. after in a later yeah. pod- podcast. Well, we're, we're getting ready for Christmas here. So what do you do in your household for Christmas? We've got the whole family around this year. So Wendy's actually doing all the cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, when I say the whole family, the mother-in-law, my son James and his uh, young lady and the two children. Oh, okay. And, and of course, Martin hangs on everywhere. <laughs> so he'll be there as well. Yeah. Um, just a normal traditional Christmas. Simon's in uh, America. Mm-hmm. So he won't be joining us. But, so do, um, do you do a video thing with him on Christmas? We, we normally do, yeah. Yeah. We have to leave at six hours because they're obviously six hours behind us. So. Oh, of course, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that's going to be good. Look yeah. forward to that. Last week's show was quite exciting, wasn't it? It was, um, yeah. You know, you had uh, di- your discussion on Make-A-Wish, mm-hmm. which, which, which was quite interesting. And we've got two celebrity followers have we? Yes, we've got Michael Barrymore. I sound surprised, oh, but no. I, I know who they are. <laughs> Michael Barrymore yeah. and Al Murray have started to follow us, which yeah. is good. So we're getting out there. And for those of you who don't know the name Al Murray, he's the pub landlord. That's right, yeah. So, uh, And we also hit another milestone this week on uh, Apple Podcast and received 400 five-star reviews. I know. I, I don't really know much about Apple Podcasts and, and all these other ones and, you know... So you just tell us about it then. What, what is it then? Well, like everything else, if you buy something or you buy a holiday or you buy a, a product, you get a chance to review it in the service that you had and you get one, two, three, four or five stars. Right. And uh, so far we've had 400 reviews. We hit that magic target of 400 and up till now all our reviews are five star. Wow. See, I, I haven't got that on... I suppose you get an app on your phone for that. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. I haven't... I'm, that's far too... Beyond technology for me. That took me ages to put them 499 in. <laughs> yeah, I bet it did. So uh, so what kind of things do you watch on TV at Christmas then? Because we're, we're over here in England, so some of you people in, in America probably won't even know these TV programmes that Patrick's going to mention, but... Uh, well, I do, miss, you and... I do miss the Christmas Morgan Wire show, mm. um, showing my age back in the 70s and 80s. That was always a tradition. Yeah. More of a tradition than the Queen's speech, really. This year, we're going to have the King's Speech. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the right. second one, though, isn't it? Did he do one last year? Yeah. Oh, right. I can't remember. That. Oh, of course he did, yeah. I'm, I'm having to think of my dates here. Of course he did, yeah. Yeah, so we've got the King's Speech. That's always at three o'clock. Um, mm-hmm. I dare say the Wizard of Oz and the Great Escape will be on the TV somewhere <laughs> along the line. I want um, Forrest Gump to be on. 
Do you? Yeah, I want to watch Forrest Gump this Christmas. Right. I'm determined to find it somewhere. I'll definitely have to look that up. I, I'm, I must watch it this, this Christmas. So uh, so Boxing Day is a bit special in your household. Well, it, it, was, it was bigger last year, wasn't it, in the years before, but it's not so much now because... Uh, you, will you tell us where you go Boxing Day? Well, we normally go to watch Ipswich Town at home. They have a Boxing Day fixture, and this year it's at home again. But unfortunately, they've um, programmed this one at 7.45. So it's an evening kickoff. But of course, that's against top of the table Leicester City. Mm-hmm. Um, top of the table clash. That's a very important game for us. We've got so, to win it. Well, um, you're a season ticket holder, but there'll be no, no tickets left for anybody else, will there? So I must have sell out from what I can hear. Even I might be joining you that night. Well, you never know. Because I know a, I know a linesman, and he's, he's going to take me to uh, one, of games, one of the games on Boxing Day. But the thing is, they don't get their fixtures until a week before. Right. I, I thought they got their fixtures a, a lot more than that, you know, in advance. But uh, so he's going to let me know a week, the week before Boxing Day where he is. I mean, if he's in the northeast... I don't know if I want to travel up into the no. to the northeast on Boxing Day. Uh, is that going to be a Premiership game or a Championship game? It'll be Championship. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. You might not end up going then. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love it to be Ipswich and Leicester, though. That'd be fantastic. Yeah. Because he was on the Ipswich Plymouth game when I last saw him. Right. When we was there. So uh, when you spotted me in the crowd, I didn't think he was allowed to do local football matches. Yes, as long as you don't support that team. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so I don't know what, what team he supports. Yeah. But, um, so that sounds like we've got uh, all Christmas all lined up then, Pat. Yep, so, um, we uh, definitely have this end anyway. Um, well, I'm, I'm going to my daughter's on Christmas Day. Good. So I'm looking forward to that. And yep. then, uh, as I say, that's my Boxing Day. And then, and then on the 27th, my son can't make Christmas Day. So the 27th, we're going to have another Christmas Day. Excellent. At my daughter's. Excellent. <laughs> so, Good. Uh, yeah. Well, we've got a special guest this morning. We've got a lady uh, who I've known for quite a few years, a lady called Shirley Wilshire. We're going to start talking to her about AVM and uh, different things because uh, AVM counts for 2% of all the hemorrhagic strokes that occur each year. AVM is is not a tumour. It's a vascular abnormality. And and some people can live with an AVM without it ever being uh, detected. Anyway, with no further uh, ado, we're going to say good morning to you, Shirley. Good morning. Good morning, Shirley. And uh, what we're going to do is uh, we're going to let you tell us all about your, all what happened to you, because Shirley is is leading a a perfectly normal life. Actually, you're the first lady that we've uh, interviewed. Lady might be putting it a bit strong. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so anyway, tell us how it all started. Right, it was in 2011, I was over at the gym, it was half past seven in the morning and I'd been in the gym for about half an hour and I was just finishing up and I felt just, uh, it felt like sweat was dripping from my forehead and I put my hand up and it wasn't and it was just such a funny feeling that I knew it wasn't right. I'd never experienced it before. And then I had a slow headache. Not, it weren't a blast of a headache. It was just just a, light, a bit um, pain, you know. And I just thought to myself, I'm having a stroke. Mm. So um, I let the other girls know in the gym that I had a bit of a headache and I was going home because I weren't thinking in the right mind. I actually felt if I didn't get home... I would die 
And I was the gym was about two minutes from by car where I lived. So I got in the car, drove home. As soon as I pulled up outside the house, I um, phoned the ambulance. And then as I got out the car to walk towards the front door, I could feel my legs were going. And I sat down on the doorstep and my daughter was in upstairs still in bed. So I managed to get her up and got her to phone my husband and um, we just waited for the ambulance. When the ambulance came, their initial reaction, one of the paramedics was, oh, you're not having a stroke, your face hasn't dropped. Mm. And But the other paramedic um, wanted to take blood pressure. Anyway, obviously, blood pressure must have been in my boots. We got we was in the ambulance by then. When I got to when we got to the hospital, the consultant in A and E had already phoned through for a bed for me up at a different hospital, which was a neurological one. Right. Yeah. So they we had to have a CT scan and an MRI scan. Yeah. And the MRI scan was fine. And then as I lay down for the CT scan, I felt my head explode, just the pain. And then I don't remember anything else myself for six days. I mean, I've been filled in since. Mm. Was you actually completely out of it then? Or? Well, I just, that's it, I, I just wasn't aware. Mm. I wasn't aware for anything for six days. Yeah. So... Um, obviously got to the hospital. Um, they'd done a procedure, um, which done a clipping um, to stop the bleed. Mm-hmm. And then they told me, like, obviously, when I could um, take it all in, that it was a atrial venous malformation, which is something that you're born with. Mm. And it can be anywhere in your body, not just. It's a cluster of vessels. And they can burst with the pressure any time. Sometimes you could go through your whole life and they, it wouldn't happen. Other times you could, it could be on your first day of living that it goes. I was reading up about that actually mm. and, and I found that quite fascinating. So you don't know you've got one until it actually bursts. Mm. And I suppose you'd be very lucky to know if you did have one before that. But I was 53 mm-hmm. when mine um, burst and yeah I, I'd, um, I'd about five months off of work main thing was memory um, short term memory was for the first few weeks just hard to explain what a short term memory reaction is I had to take tablets every four hours so I'd take them but I wouldn't remember that I took them yeah. and in the end I used to have to write um, write it down that I'd taken them as I took them. And then you get paranoid and you think that someone else has come and written it because <laughs> oh, you right. have got no recollection mm. of taking it. And um, it was like, someone else wrote on my pad. Mm. <laughs> and, mm. But, yeah, it was... Um, got, got there, got through it. I had no um, physical handicaps. Mm-hmm. I, I could walk, talk everything it was just a short-term memory and how long ago was this again um 2011 2011 yeah and then um i went back to work 
went in sort of slowly because the job I was doing was community nursing, the physio side of Mm -hmm. it, the rehab side. And it was very hard to begin with. You'd go and see a patient. I'd write things down, but I'd very... If I saw more than one patient, it overwhelmed me. So in the end, I went and worked for what we called the full prevention service just while I carried on improving. Yeah. And I didn't have any more trouble from that. I went back for, um, I think, a month after, and he was happy with the progress I made, and he discharged me because um, I was doing really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was that was the in 2011, mm-hmm. and then uh, several years later, you've had this heart attack. That was... Had had you had anything in between those? No, I was well healthy, um, Mm. carrying on, working, helping with the family and Mm. everything. Yeah, no problem. So we come up to then when you have your heart attacks. So you take up the story again. Um, It was June 2021. I went, took the dogs for a walk. We went for a walk for about an hour, came back and I went over to see my daughter-in-law and my daughter and the kids And while I was sitting there, I felt a bit nauseous. Mm -hmm. So I said, oh, it's two o'clock. I haven't eaten, maybe need something to eat. So I went back over to mine to get something to eat. Weren't hungry, but I thought I'd better have something. And then I suddenly felt um, hot and clammy. And I thought, I reckon I'm having a heart attack. Mm. So I went back over to Natalie, my daughter-in-law, and said to her, don't panic, Natalie, but can you phone an ambulance? I think I'm having a heart attack. Well, of course, Natalie did, um, and, and Yasmin, my daughter, they both got, you know, I was calming them down rather than <laughs> oh, me. <laughs> and um, had to wait um, an hour and a half for the ambulance. By this time, we'd gone through to the front room. I was laying on the sofa the pain that was in my chest had now spread to both the in, inside of both arms and I really, so hard to move them. And I was laying on a sofa. One of the children had gone upstairs to, um, to have a shower. Where I was laying was right under that shower and the water started dripping from the ceiling oh, no. <laughs> onto me. Well, I was in so much pain, I couldn't move out of the way. Right. So my daughter-in-law rushed and got a bowl, and so she's standing there holding the bowl to catch <laughs> the drips. I'm laying on the sofa in pain. Their dog got up on the sofa with me, and my daughter tried to get the dog to move for, for like, when the paramedics come. The dog started growling at her. <laughs> my grandson, he was um, six at the time, he came running in, gave me a cuddle, and then he ran out, fell over on the hallway, screamed because he'd hit his back, and oh, Natalie didn't know whether to carry on holding the bowl or go and pick Billy up. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, we got over that. The ambulance arrived. And when they arrived, yes, they confirmed it was a heart attack. Did it take long for the ambulance to get to you? An hour and a half. Hour and a half? Yeah, it was wow. a Sunday. Well, once they got there, things moved fast, but mm-hmm. the waiting for them to come. I was going to ask you that with the first one as mm-hmm. well, with the AVM. Did you have to wait long for that ambulance? No, that took about 
10 minutes yeah yeah that was really good yeah an hour and a half is a, mm. is a fair old way yeah. but, well so. we were talking about that with my heart attacks weren't we that's what mm. why i mentioned it yeah you know, so so carry on anyway shirley so the ambulance yeah. has arrived and they've put you in the ambulance and uh, yeah. my grandson yeah. has tripped over and yeah uh, dun, 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 <laughs> what happens next <laughs> the ambulance arrives and three paramedics get out one training man woman and the man training uh, anyway, they, they sorted me out, got me in the ambulance. We got to the hospital. When we got there, the um, doctors were waiting um, uh, just past A&E. And they took me straight off of there, straight into theatre, where they um, have a camera and they, do, they fix it with um, hot, uh, stenting. They could see there was a blockage. Mm-hmm. So they do it through an angiogram. So that goes up and it um, pops the balloon in to mm-hmm. open up and pop the stent in to is, open it up. Is some of this familiar with you, Patrick? Oh, yes. Because yep. <laughs> Patrick was, mm. well, you, you meant you six, had six of these I've had in, over the time. Wow. So I just needed one stent. Um, then I was put on a wall, kept an eye on for the night. Everything was fine. I was moved to a general ward the next day. After an echo, I was allowed to go home. I, I weren't working, so I'd moved. They followed up with a phone call from the um, community rehab and places like that. I had no restrictions. The restrictions are just what you can manage. That yeah. is the restrictions. Yeah. Um, so I looked up, because I'd been involved in rehab, I looked at, um, through the internet, I found... a a progressive rehab programme, which was the British Heart Foundation's rehab programme. And it was brilliant. It goes up to stage one, two and three, and you can move up as you feel able. So you can add, it's on the internet, you follow it. Um, I eventually was up to the highest, and it took me about a month to get up to the highest um, rehab. And then I started adding weights in it so that it was just making that bit harder. It was about 40 minutes every morning. I'd get up and just get on with that. Mm. Then I'd go out for walks, which I must say is the best thing. Just walking because you can speed up, slow down, add things, walk as far as you like. Just remember that as far as you're going to walk, you've got to walk the same distance back. So it... It really, um, I feel I was really lucky that I realised that I was having the heart attack. So, okay, the ambulance took its time, but I was told by the consultant that a lot of women don't realise they're having a heart attack and they will have the heart attack and then they wonder why their breathing and everything isn't working well. And it's because they're not aware that they've had a heart attack. No, that's a silent heart attack, as we call it. Um, so, why is it so why is it that women don't recognise it? I think it's because, you know, heart attacks have always been associated more with men. And women <coughs> do have babies, so they don't... You know, maybe go. not as Here we go. <laughs> I was feeling sympathetic. <laughs> I know, you know. Yeah. No, I think it's, it's a, so like breast cancer is associated with women. 
mm. you know, men can get it, but yeah. it's not talked about. And it's the same with heart disease, yeah, really. Tom Cruise had um, breast cancer. Oh, did he? Years, and years, years ago, he was quite young. Yeah. Yeah. Let's yeah. see if we can get him on. <laughs> I'm sure listen. he would. He, he, might he likes Britain. He likes Britain. <laughs> um, so you had a heart attack then? Yes. Um, which I'm more experienced to ask questions about than I am. The I other, think so. Other thing. <laughs> um, so you've had one stent. Have, have, yes. And are you on tablets now? Yes. I'm on aspirin, bisoprolol, yep. and ramipril. Yes. Yeah. Um, I I did have. Um, a couple of other tablets, like I had a statin. Right. And they give you a very high-dose statin. I'm not happy with taking statins. That's my personal choice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I take a garlic supplement rather than a statin. Right. And um, There's one drug that you go on for a year. Um, while yes, that was blood thinner, yeah. yeah. While your butt... Um, body accepts the stent. Yeah. And then you finish, mm -hmm. that, finish that after 12 months. So you've yeah. still got the stent in, in your body now? Oh, yeah, your stent stays in there. Yeah. What yeah. do you think happens to it, Martin? I don't know if they dissolve. No, that's not. They, they have a life. It's you, like a balloon to keep your, your artery open. Yeah. Did you watch it on the screen as it was? Yes. Yeah. We were chatting. It was amazing. <laughs> Just, yeah. you, you're laying there because you know, it's, I'm not making light of the heart attack, but I felt safe. Yeah. Because I was in the place now where I felt safe. I think as soon as the paramedics got there, I started um, feeling like I was going to be okay. Mm -hmm. And once I got into the hospital, they're so... I mean, obviously, they do them all the time. But the reassurance yeah. that yeah. they know what they're doing... Especially after waiting an hour and a half. Oh, I know, yeah. They're so, so efficient, you know. Yeah. So, it's a real slick operation yeah. when you go in there and they're yeah. all done. And they all all know their place, and um, they they're all doing what they need to do. Yeah. So you yeah you've got great confidence in it. The statin, um, I'm mm -hmm. I'm still taking the highest dose of statin. Yeah, which of is eighty. Eighty. Yeah. yeah. Um, because I've got six stents. One stent is actually in one of the old stents, but luckily I don't have any side effects with it that I know of. Yeah. Um, a lot of people do. Is that I, why you stopped take, taking statin? Yeah, I started getting um, just um, random pain, random pain in my shoulders and random pain in one of my hips. And I just thought, well, I was like, was back at the gym and the treadmill, like, I couldn't walk or run on the treadmill. As soon as I did, the next day I was getting hip pain. And then when I started getting the little shoulder pain, I just thought, I'll stop taking them and see how it goes. I reduced them first. I yeah. reduced it to 40. Then I reduced it to 20. And then I decided I'll, I'll take a supplement because they do a blood test. As soon as you get to the hospital when you've had a heart attack, obviously they've got to because any procedure they've got to look at if you need any bloods. My cholesterol level was only 4.1 on the day I had the heart attack. So I'm very suspicious so what should it be? Um, what they're trying to get it to is four. Right, yeah. So I wasn't that far off. No. I mean, a few years ago, it was six, you Point. know? It's funny you should say that because when I was in hospital, I was, I forget what they were measuring, but mine was 0.1 over 
what it should be, and, 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 they, and they made a big thing of it as if it is, you know, and I thought point one doesn't seem very much to me, but obviously in hospital terms, it's, yeah. a, it's a big mark, it's a big step. Well, yeah. I, I think I've read a lot about cholesterol, and there seems to be a lot of controversy um, between scientists, and I found that um, the cholesterol wasn't high, like to me to be blocked enough to of course that but obviously I did have a blocked artery mm -hmm. and that's the reason why I needed the stent so I need to take something to for the artery blocking but do I need it for cholesterol I'm not sure have you got um, heart disease in the family uh, my dad had yeah. heart disease yeah but then he was a lorry driver he was um, a, a greasy spoon person, <laughs> yeah. you know, and so he lived. He, he didn't do exercise like I did. He lived a completely different lifestyle to what I do. Yeah, I mean, you look you look a picture of health. I mean, mm. people obviously can't see you on the. Well, we'll put a picture on the Facebook page with no, you. No, you will not. <laughs> <laughs> but I've got photographs of you, so don't worry. <laughs> well, I do think that is. Is what a lot of people think, you know, you look a picture of health. I mean, the first thing I said to my cardiologist when he came around the next day is, why why me? And he said, well, you don't. Um, do you drink? I said, no. Do you smoke? I said, no. He said, well, you're not overweight. He said, you're reasonably fit. He said, hereditary. It's just mm. hereditary. Mm -hmm. Nothing else we can do about it. Well, that's my what you about your dad, yeah. My mm. cholesterol has never been high, never, mm. throughout the whole entire yeah. my, my life. And I've never had blood pressure. Mm. Um, and now I'm on cholesterol tablets and on, on blood pressure tablets. Yeah. So mm. I think they have this sort of um, list like in, of ingredients. <laughs> it is. Tick. It is. You're tick. given. You're given that list straight away. Yeah. You're, you're given them tablets. Yeah. But I'd I'd had um, blood pressure tablets since I had the brain hemorrhage. Right. So I'd had blood pressure tablets. So then. have you have you had any symptoms lately of this or you know of of what you've because obviously you've experienced two things now. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, no. no symptoms. No, I I feel fine. I've haven't. Would you tell us? Chest pain. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I think um you've got to be honest with yourself mm. if you find found something too too much mm. or you found that there was something um wrong. I I think I'm more proactive about uh, making sure I'm eating the right things, um, I'm keeping up with exercises, mm -hmm. and I, try, I do like me glass of wine. So how much medication are you on now then, Shirley? I take um, four tablets. Just the four tablets? Yeah. Yeah. But I do take supplements. Um, I've got a range of supplements that I take, aware that, um, you know, as you get older... Um, there's certain things that you're not going to make so easy. Yeah. So, um, so how often do you have to have checkups now? Don't. He signed me off. Really? I, I was supposed to see him a month after I left hospital. Right. But it was um, six months or five months, five months before I saw him. Mm. And then when I saw him, he said he was happy with my echo that I'd had on the day that I left hospital. And um, I'm not overweight. I'm. Um, I, they seem to think that that's. So you had that, Patrick. Yeah. Where did, they're saying you're not overweight. Yeah. Did and you so, um, when you had your um, echo? Did they give you a ejection fraction percentage? No. No. So you don't know what that is. 
no. Uh, no. We, we was talking about this, or Patrick was talking about this last week, ejection fraction. Yeah. Weren't you? Have, have you, um, since you've had your heart attack and mm. you've obviously d- taken yourself off statins, mm. have you seen a cardiologist? No. You haven't spoke to a cardiologist or doctor about taking yourself off the statins? No. Totally done on your own back? Yeah. How did you manage to reduce from 80 to 60 to 40 to zero or whatever? Did you just request them? What I was doing was cutting the 80 tablet in half. Then when I got a repeat prescription, I just put 40 um, micrograms in there instead of 80, and they just give them to me. Right, okay. And well, as coming off the statins is a bit worrying, really, because um, I've had this battle with my own mind. All the research I've done on statins, you know, um, the advantages outweigh the side effects and various things, um, and that's one of the critical drugs that heart patients should be on. Mm. So, um, you know, it'd be worth a review just to talk over the, with a doctor or a cardiologist about what you've done and where you are and how you are and how your blood tests mm-hmm. are, because, you know, it is free and you don't want to wait for another heart attack to have this review when you can ask for it today. I could see the look on his face that he was, he was concerned, mm. and that's why he's, he's just saying this, you know. A, a lot of people do, you know, almost like myself, you know, I forget I've got heart disease sometimes, and um, other times you have a not-so-good day, and that reminds you of got it again, mm. um, when you get a little bit breathless and various things. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't bang on the doctor's door, but I'm quite happy for him to check me out whenever he wants, because, yeah. you know, it's from your own benefit. Well, and, uh, you know, as you've not had any um, advice from doctors throughout the last couple of years on the reduction in your statins. I think it's worth rattling on the door and saying, you know, well, it's about time I had an ECG. You can have an echocardiogram and that will tell you how your heart's performing, your valves are performing, and it also and give you... Damage. And the damage. Any damage that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll also tell you your ejection fraction, which mm-hmm. I hadn't found out anything about until the recent one, and I've had heart disease for 14 this is a little, years. This is a little league table, isn't it? Yeah. Little so, thing. you know, it's worth getting these little things checked out because, um, you know, you don't want to be clutching your tre- chest because next time you might not be so lucky. Well, my husband wasn't. He no. died um, sitting on the sofa next to me, yeah. and he'd had a, he had a heart attack. We'd done CPR, me and my daughter, mm. and that, and, and the paramedics came, and he took about 15 minutes, the longest 15 minutes of our life. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think um, I think you know one of the things that statins do is it do help your blood flow and stop clotting. Well, anyhow, we're not here. We're, we're not here to. Uh, to preach so uh, but you know we're just concerned that uh, and we want to thank you for coming in oh we definitely want to thank you for coming in and sharing I will your story. go down the doctor yeah, just please for do. you Patrick <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, be I'll bring it up as soon as I leave yeah. and do you know where your nearest defib is <laughs> yes Good. it's right opposite me oh, in yeah. the um in the village, village hall. hall yeah so <laughs> even I know where their defib is <laughs> we asked all our guests that you know we do yeah that's no, brilliant coming along Shirley we appreciate it and we'd like an update on your medical check if you would be so kind later on in the year <laughs> I will Patrick just to be sure you've had one that'll be a news of the week that will um, yeah, yeah. well thanks again well hold on I want to, I want to wish her a happy Christmas oh, yes thank you. and the same to you and I'll see Christmas. you Boxing Day yes <laughs> brilliant well you know what it is now don't you Martin hey 
Is this yeah. time for Martin's joke of the week? I hope oh, it's got one. Oh, this is legendary. Can I, can I leave the room? <laughs> no, we've strapped you to the chair. <laughs> we'll both leave the room, I think. <laughs> Are you going to give me a build-up? I just did. Didn't you hear it? No. Someone actually complimented me the other day on my driving. When I got back to my car, someone left a little note on it saying, parking, fine. <laughs> <laughs> This is Thanks, this Mark. is why ten thousand people should go on that podcast. I know, I know, brilliant. Anyway, thanks everybody for listening. Next week um, we've got some good guests coming up again. We've got your oncologist is coming in to have a chat, isn't he? Yeah. Well, we're gonna yeah we're gonna we're gonna do a review of the week next week, aren't we? Oh yes, a review, review of the week. The, a review of what we've done. Yeah, and so. we've got to post up our um, radio interview at some stage, so that may be next oh, week. Oh yes. Who knows? Yeah. So, uh, so we yeah. want to wish you all a happy Christmas, and uh, I'm not going to shout out like Noddy Holder does. It's Christmas. <laughs> everybody have a very Merry Christmas. Happy Christmas, everybody. And we'll see you next week. Thanks very much for listening. Get what you want as well for Christmas. Yes. And let's hope Ipswich and Arsenal win their respective leagues. Oh, yes. <laughs> Cheerio. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>